Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 419, where comics originally releasing November 29th, 2017. The last of five weeks of November. A very small week tucked in at the end of Black Friday and at the end of Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. But Drew, before we get into what's coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Wednesday, you got any feedback or anything from our community? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, uh, the first thing came from Jason over in Hawaii, and he's taking us to task for uh, skipping out on Swamp Thing Winter Special Number One. I and asked you about that. I, but I declined. Right. <laughs> and but we didn't I, talk about it, and you were not enthusiastic as to pick it up either. I believe we both. Uh, the price. Passed. I mean, it was yeah. just the price. I, yes. I was I, like, if had it not been the price, I'd have immediately yes. jumped on it. I was just like, yeah. But okay, he's circling back around. He's making his case. Number one, Jason Fabok's art. Cool. Uh, And so, Jason Fabok, art extraordinaire. And number two, Lynn Wine's last story. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and Lynn Wine's teamed up perfectly with Kelly Jones for his last story. Kelly Jones' art, to me, has a similar art style to the late Bernie Wrightson. So... Although uh, he says uh, he's going to pick it up, which we hadn't passed on it. Um, but please keep up the great work other than that that mild omission. Uh, to which I say, $8, ouch. It's a lot of moolah. So that's you gotta just re- not how I, yeah, that's not my normal comic is the $8 one shot. That's just not how I normally read. You got to really uh, like it, Swamp Thing. Now, if it's a yeah, Moon Knight one shot for $8, <laughs> I'd probably give it some serious consideration. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but yeah. Uh, I've I've read a lot of good, great Lynn Wine over the years, but I might have to skip this last one. Feel bad, but enjoy that, enjoy that, and hats off to anybody who wants to wants to spend it <laughs> and uh, enjoy that. Oh, also, our buddy Wolf uh, is making his podcast debut. Hey, on Comics Syllabus. Uh, so check that out. Search that on iTunes or online. And listen, Wolf. He did not. He did not. He declined our offer. We offered him a contract to come on, and uh, he laughed. It wasn't enough money, so he's going to take the big bucks over at the comic syllabus people. And we wish him all the best. Maybe he'll come. Said we desperately need a Marvel guy, and you just sound like our Marvel guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got that Marvel money coming in yeah. over there. So, so I'm Ooh. looking forward to checking him out over on Comic Syllabus. Um, hopefully, he's just not ripping on our podcast the whole time. <laughs> Now that I've endorsed There's it. these two dopes that I listen to <laughs> that don't like the Inhumans, and here's why they're wrong. And we got a couple of interesting tidbits, too, from the world of uh, big two shenanigans and corporate espionage and all that good stuff. Uh, Marvel has lost Brian Bendis to DC with a, a an exclusive contract. After, it, what, 17 or 18 years? Yeah, something like that. And also, Editor-in-Chief Axel Alonso has stepped down to be replaced by C.B. Sobolski, who I have no idea who that is, so he must have always been on the masthead somewhere, but I just I didn't know him like I knew uh, Axel Alonso right. personally, but, okay. but I had name recognition, So, um, which is a bigger I, loss okay. for, for... Yeah, because I want you to explain something to me. I, I, I like comics. I read comics. 
uh, what is an editor in chief specifically do? What would he? What would be the biggest loss with him? Because I don't necessarily well, even know. When I think editor in chief, I'm like, all right, they uh, they oversee things and mm-hmm. correct things. Yeah, and, they're the and, editor's boss, and each editor takes its own group and manages its own group. So you might have uh, at DC, you might have a Batman editor that manages all some of the Bat books. Superman editor that does that. Uh, there's a Spidey editor over at Marvel, X editor. Um, and then there's an editor-in-chief that manages them collectively and the creative vision for the company cohesively as as a group. Uh, in, Marvel's, in Marvel's specific case, something they do every year, and I don't know if the DC doesn't do that, but, I, but I've, I've heard about Marvel's uh, yearly retreats where uh, they take... The, the editors all go off. Some of the creative, uh, the the big creators like like a Brian Michael Bendis, um, go off for a creative retreat where they discuss uh, the next cycle, the next year's um, event that'll be mismanaged. <laughs> what a, what the focus is going to be, what the crossovers might be, what what the creative push is going to be for the year. Um, everybody kind of gets their marching orders. And then they go off and manage their sections. Um, so is it fair to say that I'm allowed to blame this guy for too many Marvel events? Can I blame him and say yes. this was... I think you can blame him for too many Marvel events. What you can't blame him for is the, the events running long, not shipping on time. That's the guys under him who it's their jobs, those editors' jobs and associate editors' jobs to make sure the trains run on time. Yeah. So can I blame him for the fact that there's 97 comics coming out every month? Uh, that and uh, Pullmutter and uh, other stock owners who want share market share and dollar share and um, want money over quality of book. Gotcha. Okay, get him out of there. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I'm so in. so yeah, he's he, he, with him gone. Uh, there might not be another. Go- let's go back to the well and do Secret Wars again. Let's go. You know, let's repeat ourselves. Maybe there'll be some new vision, and that won't happen. A and new vision. Wait, a new, wait, maybe there'll be a new vision. We already got that, really, and <laughs> it, was, it was nice. Um, but yeah, that's my understanding. I'm not a, an insider in any way, but from what I've heard, you know, that would kind of be the editor in chief would be the 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 guy whose vision it is and then those editors below him help carry out that vision make sure that the the trains run on time and then make sure every all the creators are pumping out the properties the way they're supposed to so and he I, stepped down so it was his decision he did not get fired well we'll never know we'll know oh, okay i didn't know what had leaked out if we're if we're under the impression this is something he's just like yeah. eh, i'm gonna step aside or there was pressure from marvel something it could have change. been you know column a column b you know hey you're we're going to move to replace you you can save face and step down or he just has had enough and been doing it for a long time and he's tired of working for marvel or working in general maybe he's loaded who knows um so yeah uh i i don't know that he'll be missed as much as uh bendis but i i could be talked into it um i think you know bendis was probably writing most of my favorite titles and at Marvel recently. I mean, I'm, I've liked some of the other creators, but but Bendis was kind of taking like four or five of them and really putting them on on my pull list 
each and every month. So I, I don't I don't know. I'm, I'm going to miss him. I think. Well, you know, speaking of Brian Michael Bendis, I'm over at Nerdist.com. They published an article a few weeks ago called Seven DC Comic Characters Brian Michael Bendis Should Write." Drew, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, this is kind of just something they thought Bendis is with DC. Okay. What do we want to see? Of course, number one with a bullet, Batman. Do you want to see Bendis on Batman? Well, Tom King's on record for saying he has 100 issues to write. So I would like him to write those 100 issues. We can, so, we, we can have another Bat title, right? Yeah, okay. So if it's not going to be the or main detective. Bat, yeah, he could take... Yes, definitely take Detective over. That would be fantastic. Uh, I, I would like that a lot. So yes, yeah, he can he can be he can write Batman on Detective. Just not just don't kick Tom King out. And they uh, they put an, uh, a little caveat in here, and maybe they maybe he could uh, tout over his former Daredevil artist Alex Maleev to join him on said title. That would be great. Okay. Uh, the uh, the second one they tout is Justice League. Okay. I because they see said that. Brenda spent years redefining the Avengers family of books for Marvel. Yeah, and he he's he had a run on Guardians, didn't he? Mm-hmm. And uh, some other team books. So yeah, I I could see that. Not my favorite stuff, but yeah, I could see that. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Wonder Woman. Bendis has an amazing knack for writing realistic, well-rounded female characters. Maybe they, they um, speak to his Jessica Jones and his Spider Woman. Yeah, um, I, I I really enjoy uh, Jessica Jones. Really enjoy. Um, the way he writes, writes her, so that would be fantastic. Um, Rocket didn't do it for me for Wonder Woman, so maybe he could. There you go, Superboy. We've heard a few things about Superboy Prime, and there's some scuttlebutt no. in the background. No, no, <laughs> it's perfect the way it is. Super okay. Sons, Super Sons is perfect the way it is. Don't mess with it. No Superboy. That's no. a different, the different character. Superboy is you know the guy that punched and woke up uh, Red okay. Hood and all that crazy stuff. So so the kid in Super Sons, John, who has a little S on his chest and is a boy and has superpowers, is not Superboy? Correct. And how confusing would that be if you introduce a Superboy character? Very. This so would don't be do Con- that. We are talking about Connor Kent, Superboy. Don't do that. Don't do so, that. No. No. Okay. Could you give Brian Michael Bendis Teen Titans, the yes. current iteration that is led by our boy Damien? Whichever one you want. Okay. Teen Titans, new Teen Titans, all the Teen Titans, I wouldn't care. Have they, at they, it. Have they hearken to uh, maybe write something like the times he wrote the all-new X-Men. kind of. Oh, that in, was a fun run. Yeah. Probably the last time I enjoyed X-Men. So, yeah. Good call. Green Lantern Core. Oh, I, I, why would we do that to that guy? Guardians of the Galaxy, could he yeah. turn the Green Lantern Corps into something similar to what he did with the Guardians of the Galaxy titles he did? Maybe. maybe. Is it worth it? I mean... <sighs> I would rather have him on the the four or five of the other ones that you mentioned than that. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, don't spread him too thin. Give him three go. or four books tops. And the seventh and final character... That Nerdist.com is saying we should put Brian Michael Bendis writing My Beloved Nightwing. Ah, and you know what? I'd be down for that. That would be sweet. And then yeah. I would I would read it again. Bendis's run on Daredevil was one of the character's greatest runs of all time, right up there with the runs of Frank Miller and Kevin Smith. And although Matt Murdock shares a certain sensibility with Batman, he actually has more in common with the Dark Knight's former kid partner, Nightwing. Is that run of Kevin Smith's 
equated to talented, Frank Miller's? According to someone at Nerdist. Yes. <laughs> God, is that Chris Hardwick writing that? He no, loves everything. <laughs> Jeez, that's... I don't know. I don't know if Kevin Smith's that well thought of, but okay. And I actually, uh, more than a couple of these, I think Red Hood would uh, would be... Uh, a really good. I mean, it's not as flashy of a character, but I see it kind of in the similar thing that we talk about uh, how he did Daredevil. More of a street level, more gritty, but uh, kind of more shoot first. And I think yeah. uh, that would actually be kind of rad as well. Yeah. I mean, I think Teen Titans makes a lot of sense. You know, he's doing champions, so that makes, that makes sense to me. Um,. Yeah, Jessica Jones and any any Catwoman title would be good. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. I'd like to see, is yeah, yeah, that would be. So, fun. if you had to guess, what do you think the first title with the first DC title we see Brian Mike Bendis will be? What Drew? I think it's going to be a smaller title. I don't think it's going to be a team book. Um, we'll see him on Vertigo. Is that what you're saying? No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know I could see maybe a te- maybe Teen Titans. It makes sense. Try try him on that. Um, but don't you think he'll get at least two in the, in oh, the same solicitation I, cycle? Yeah, more than likely. He'll so he'll launch two, with at least two, two and I would times. and I would love to see it be detective and, um, yeah, de- yeah, do detective and 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 Teen Titans, and that would be kind of cool. There you go. Um, Marvel type Brian Michael Bendis. What are you going to miss the most from Marvel without him there? Miles Morales would be number one for me. Yeah, I'm going to miss him the most. Um, I I'm really gonna miss. I'm gonna miss champions. I'm gonna miss Jessica Jones a, a awful lot. Jessica Jones is probably number two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just really great, and uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen with that title. Does he doesn't? It's his creation. Would they even allow anyone else to write it? I don't even know how that works. But mm-hmm. those would be the big big two misses for me. You miss anything yeah. from him? Yeah. Well, nah. Nah. Easily replaceable. Yeah. He's no no James Tinian. <laughs> I enjoyed the Daredevil run of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, that's very very interesting. We'll see we'll see how that shakes out and see if uh, it's Bendis that leaves the biggest hole or Alonzo that that leaves the biggest hole over at Marvel, and uh, and if Alonzo ends up matriculating around to uh, to DC, maybe he wants to come over there. I don't know if we need more events at DC, but yeah, who knows? <laughs> you never know. Hey, before we get over to our sneak peek, I wanted to take a quick look at some of the new printings um, that are coming out at uh, in the in the coming weeks, and some cool. of these so, are are accessible. Yeah, this is over at previewsworld.com, and under new releases, you you click on uh, new printings and variants, and you go. All the way down through all the variants because there's tons of them, and there are some new printing offerings. Um, some of these yeah. will be available by FOC through your retailer if they're a good one, uh, like our wonderful retailer at Cowabunga Comics in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, who hooks us up whenever they can. Um, and some of them might have already passed, so I, I can't tell you exactly. Some of these uh, may have already already past the the time and some of them might not have new covers either and they're less (laughs) desirable to us but one of of the things at dc that i was excited about was um the batman white knight uh books which i was concerned was falling through the cracks um 
people weren't uh, going to pick up on that because of all the metal stuff overshadowing it. But Batman White Knight number one is already in its third printing. That's and, awesome. And White Knight two isn't going into its second printing. And I still think it fell through the cracks a little, um, but word of mouth must have been good, and people are coming to it at least in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both of those ship on the 6th. And I don't have cover images, um, so it, it's probably with DC, it's just a different color change. Yeah, I wonder if we're getting a sketch on that third print, like they, they did on the last thing that went to a third print. That could be kind of rad. Oh, that is kind of cool. Um, we might have to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Um, at Image, we have a second printing of Coyotes, which uh, looks just like the first one, and a second printing of God Complex, um, which looks slightly different, but I think it's still in the same ballpark, so not, not enough of a departure for me to pull the trigger on. Um, when you go to Marvel's offerings, we have uh, Black Panther going to second printing, Cable 150 going to second printing, Captain America 695 going to a second printing, uh, all the legacy stuff. Um, <laughs> Cap, Cap Marvel 125, um, Champions 13, the aforementioned, mm-hmm. uh, that Mora variant, Dan Mora variant went to a second printing quickly. Um, so that was a good call. Um, whoever mentioned that we should pick that up, I can't remember who it was. Was it you? Yep. Might have been. Uh, Daredevil 595 goes to a second printing. Uh, Doctor Strange 381 goes to a second printing. Um, now, dude, you went crazy on this Moon Knight 188, and yeah. you got everything. Does yeah. that mean you also need the second print? Uh, the nah, Completionist it, Kyle. I, I Yeah, Completionist Kyle would. Uh, yes. It just looks like a different banner color to it's me, not, so I, I'm going to okay. skip it probably. So, as of now, you will not have everything associated with the relaunch of Moon Knight. Just, just so we're clear. All right. I'm going to tell <laughs> Eric to add that to my order. Damn it, you to hell. Okay, yeah, yeah, I probably should get that. Just yeah. why not? Why not? Yeah. Good call. I'm gonna copy that over there right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so easy. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, so rest some some more uh, legacy stuff. Uh, Peter Parker, Punisher, She Hulk. Spider Gwen twenty five, Spider Man two thirty four, all these are seconds. Um, so we got a lot of love uh, for the legacy, brought a lot of people under the tent for those books, and they sold through. There you go. Uh, then we head down to some of the smaller publishers. We've got American Mythology, Herbland that Time Forgot uh, is a new printing of number one. It doesn't say it's a second printing though, which is interesting. Herb, as in Edgar Rice Burroughs. Oh, the time for thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, from from our boys Black Mask, uh, Skeptics number one goes to a second printing, um, and there's nothing there. Number one goes to a second printing, which has been out for a while, so it's just now going to a second printing. Yeah, and all these ones, those ones aren't going till after Christmas, so you got a while if you need to try to track those. You can definitely down or order them. Yes, you can definitely grab those. Um, again, I don't, I do not have images on those, so that I'm gonna have to do a little research to find out if those are different cover images. And it's really interesting, but that there's nothing there for it to go. It's a May release, and it's just now going to a second printing. I think that's kind of curious, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And skeptics as well, which is was a, a September of sixteen. Is that how I'm reading that code right? Sounds right. Whoa. 
so September of last year, the, the first issue came out, and this first issue is now going to a second printing. So I'm guessing that's got to have a different cover by now, but maybe not. Um, Sync number one from Comics Tribe was a quick sell through, and it's selling really well on the secondary market. This might be worth one. This is one that I've added already. And that'll be out this this coming Wednesday. Yes, so I'm excited about that. Um, Divinity 3 from Valiant. Commander Bloodshot. Commander? Command, Commander. Duh. <laughs> the second print. It, it is Russian. I'll give you the uh, Yeah. And then we have uh, Vault Comics with Alien Bounty Hunter. Number one going to a second printing. And I didn't remember that first... I don't remember that first printing enough to know yeah. if that's the same cover or not. Nor do I. Yeah. So it's quite possible. But that's all. It's always interesting to look at some of those and uh, get a little second shot at some of those things. Yeah. I always enjoy the second prints and third prints, especially when they do different things or uh, things that uh, kind of too highlight the title and do things for fans a second or a, a different view or maybe even a completely different cover on things i always think those are pretty pretty fun to do yeah very cool if that's all drew let's head on over to the new releases let's see what's coming out november 29th 2017 the fifth of five release weeks in november let's start drew where we always like to start in dark horse all right drew let's move on from dark horse <laughs> and its two offerings well there is a um Sherlock Frankenstein and Legion of Evil number two, uh, which is it's part of that Black Hammer thing, right? Yeah, so mm. it's part of the Black Hammer. I enjoyed the Black Hammer. I just thought I'd sit this one out because I didn't really want more side quests, I guess. So yeah. I, I, I stayed out of that. And then the Tomb Raider thing. Yeah, what's going on with Dark Horse? They're just they're not putting out a lot of stuff, are they? It's just like when I flip through the previews, it's just meh. It's so meh. It's definitely meh. So yeah, that's enough for me and Dark Horse. There you go. Set on down to DC to see what we got. We got Aquaman, an annual number one. We got an annual week. The thing that I dislike the most about annual week is we don't get these awesome DC cover Bs with annuals. How long do you think we start before we start getting variant covers for annuals? Okay, so you you're not getting any seconds. Oh, I was on the I'm sorry, I was on the wrong date for Dark Horse. None of those things that I mentioned are coming out for Dark Horse. So, uh, yeah, Kyle was right. There's nothing but uh, <laughs> VPRD up there. Anyway, okay, so now I'm caught up. I'm on the same page as you. Uh, and we're talking about not having c cover bees on annuals, and I didn't realize we they didn't do that. That's interesting. Yeah, it's always been just your standard A, and because it, it, it's kind of I don't I, I don't know if I necessarily always think of it as kind of an off month, but it's it's one plus decisions. And I, just as I click these, I know with DC I usually look forward to your alternate covers and your Bs, and kind of seeing if any of the things I really like. Yeah, which got me to thinking how much time before we start getting, you know, independently yeah. orderable cover Bs from DC on annuals. Yeah, um, annuals for me. Once they started going up a uh, dollar or two in price, I, I, I get less and less of them. Um, although they're usually fun reads. Yeah, they're um, one shots. They're fun reads. There. Uh, but I just you know if I'm gonna set out something, sometimes those are the ones I I choose to to set out. How about Batman Annual Number Two, written by Tom King and Michael Lark on art? 
This would be the wow. Batman Elmer Fudd collaborator Lee Weeks to show us a little young love with capes and cows and a little crime fighting to okay, I'm getting travel back one. in time with us to see <laughs> the early days of the bat and the cat. What was Bruce and Selena's first date? How did this rivalry blossom into romance and then go right back to being a rivalry again? Yeah, that, that sounds really great. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that one. Yeah, I like that one. All right, here we have Batman Creature of the Night, number one, Kurt Busiek, John Paul Leone. Is this a reprint here? I've seen this before, yes. I, I have seen this cover before. Young Bruce Wayne lost his parents in a violent crime, blah, 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 blah. Maybe you have, but it doesn't say it's a reissue. Looks like something new. Putting a new spin on that you've never seen before in this legendary Batman in the Dark Motion. $6 book. Yeah, maybe I saw. Maybe I'm just thinking of seeing it in the previews because I remember seeing that uh, kid bat there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> and that's enough for you. Second print on Devastator. Third print on Red Death. Director's cut on The Forge and the casting. Eight, Eight bucks. bucks. <laughs> but we're getting two, two, two books in one. Two, two, two books in one. Yeah. And then we have the Green Arrow annual that that's a Christmas story. These are all usually fun, but again, is it necessary? I don't know. <laughs> um, How Jordan Thirty Three does start a new uh, story arc. So that's one of the few ongoings that has just a regular old comic coming out. And we have a fish lantern on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Cover B, right? Yep. Injustice 2 Annual, Tom Taylor, M.K. Parker, Brian Those, These have been the most uneven, right? Yeah. They've either been way out of continuity or just really bad, yeah. or, or both. And so this would be one I would probably skip for sure. But there is a backup story written by Brian Buccioletto with art by Popman on uh, Harley, it looks like. Yeah, I don't care. Okay, just checking. Yeah. I really like the way Harley's written in Injustice. I really like the way Harley's written everywhere other than Harley's book, I should say. <laughs> the poor, poor, poor Palmiotti and Gray. Really? Or, not Gray. Uh, Palmiotti and Connor. Really? It's, 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 it's my fault that it's, it's not good? No, no, it's not your fault. I'm just saying that they, yeah, it's time. Their their time their time is over. Go. Speaking go of on. not good, check out the cover on Justice League of America Annual Number One. Kelly Jones, no. Hmm. Yeah, it's not great. That's it's more not a, a, not a that's great bad. cover. Not a great cover. Drew, I come to you for my Mystic U knowledge. Um. Hmm. Well, so it's, it's, it's Zatanna. I K U. Yeah, it's a Zatanna book, and uh, that's all. Leave I Leave the world of mundane behind and step through the magical doors of Mystic U. After a tragic accident, a young Zatanna Zatara I did not know that was her last name. Under the guidance of Rose, psychic enrolls in a mysterious university that teaches its students how to master their unique brand of magic. I wondered when I saw this, I'm like, hey, she's not as sexy as she normally is on a cover. I don't like this. And then I realized she's a kid, so never mind. Yeah, uh, Mike 
Mike Norton doing the art is kind of interesting like to me. I like him. Um, Elisa Quitney, who's doing the writing, wrote something called Destiny, and I don't know if that's. I don't know if it's like they wrote the, the comic book or the, <laughs> the, uh, video, the game? video game, <laughs> the video game stuff for Destiny, or that's another thing, another Destiny thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, um, and I, I don't. I'm gonna check it out, but it's a bi-monthly, so this. It, it's Jeez. three issues that'll. I think it's a three issue mini, maybe. Does it say that I, somewhere? Yeah, I don't see. I don't. I don't see that information. No, but it's gonna. So, well, no, it doesn't say that. But I guess it's gonna come out every other month. So, eek. Uh, that it's destined to be forgotten. Okay. Um, and uh, so I'm gonna give it a shot. But yeah, it's six dollars. So it's pretty expensive. Um, deep discounts, the only thing getting me to check it out in the first place. So, Destiny, a chronicle of deaths foretold, is a 1996 comic book miniseries under the Vertigo headline. Thank you. I don't remember that. Uh, there's my new show, new talent showcase, which I was excited about. Uh, thought there'd be a lot of new talent. <laughs> That's the name. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm less excited about it, but I'm just, it's too late. I already have this coming in, so I'm I'm hoping it's good. I have my expectations a lot lower now. That's a good thing. Um, but we'll see. It's an anthology with a bunch of stuff. It does have a Scott Snyder uh, story in here, so uh, maybe there'll be something witchy and fun in that. But some of these, I think, are going to be pretty bad. Have those ever paid off? Uh, well, I mean, depending on how wide you want to throw the net. So, like, Dark Horse Presents is an anthology. Nope, I'm talking these DCs. DC? No, I don't know. Okay. I don't think so. I, I lump them together, though. Super Sons Annual Number 1. Super Pets Unleash. The world's furriest team, Crypto and Titus, together at last. Tired of the boys stealing the spotlight, the doggy duo leads the Super Sons on a canine-powered epic. <laughs> sound like Casey Kasem a little bit. I know, I was going for that. <laughs> keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> I love Super Sons, so I would probably also be... I wonder how much... Uh, Pizza dog, we'll get this. We'll get, or will we get like thought bubbles, or will we just get, you know? Hmm. I don't know. Mostly, mostly just the art. Uh, Paul Pelletier. I, I wonder. I don't think I know that much about him. I'm trying to think of the last thing I've read of his, and I can't. But um, Peter Tomasi has just been crushing this book, and I love it. So um, I, I will also get this one too. Mm-hmm. Will it? Will there be anything um, spec worthy? Probably not. I think it's going to be a thing to have just as many of these original Super Sons as you can because I think it yeah. might have a, a pretty long tail on this series. Yeah. Now, granted, I'm I'm saying that because I was huge heavy in the first and like in its beginning. I've got multiple versions of variant covers and things, so just kind of something I I I've thrown my hat in the ring for. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Anything else under DC this week? Mm-mm. Better than I thought it would be. Let's head down down to IDW. We have Giant Killers Zero, written by Bart Sears with a, uh, and Ron Mars, with art by Tom Rainey. Um, so this is uh, an epic Giant Killers saga, 
which is a double it's double size so we charge it anymore no it's still 399 double size though um, a pair of short stories written and drawn by master storyteller Bart Sears as well as writer Ron Mars and artist Tom Rainey teaming up for the pivotal lead feature fantasy and science fiction clash head on as the grizzled warrior Archon the giant killer must protect the young Aurora no that's probably not how you spell that uh, Aurora oh ah. can't do it can't do it Moving on. Yeah, 40 pages of art, though, and compelling story. What do you think? I like the oversize. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, is this, is this is my garbled and butchered solicit do anything for you to make you want to get that? It didn't, didn't make me less interested, if that counts for something. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That didn't do it for me. Did, have you seen the, uh, the new Star Trek Discovery? That was on. No, one don't, was on don't CBS you have to like, and the log on to CBS dot com and get some weird login and. Uh, yeah. Well, not for the first one. The first one was actually oh, okay. on uh, regular CBS, and it was. I thought it was really good. Um, I don't get regular CBS. And then I didn't go to uh, f- buy CBS Interactive or whatever the sh- the online channel is. So I don't know whatever happened with this, but it was first one was good. Yeah. Um, so if you didn't see that, you're not interested in this in the comic by the same name. I'm guessing. No. No, not me. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. Star Wars Adventures number four. Acker and Blacker on writing. Ew. A young <laughs> How did they get in there? How I don't they... I don't I don't know, but I immediately was like, What? Why? How do they keep getting work? Uh, a young Mattis Bands dreams of one day being like his heroes, Luke and Leia. Little does he know that in days past, the famous siblings once made a royal mess of an important mission with the easy-to-provoke Sarkans. No. Or Sarkans. Or yeah. So, Sword of Ages, written by Gabriel Ray- Rodriguez with art by Gab- Gabriel Rodriguez is a mythic origin story you never expected to see. Sword will be drawn for the first time ever, courtesy of Lock and Key co-creator Gabriel Rodriguez in a five-issue mini uh, adventure of epic proportion. A young woman will become the first wielder of the most famous sacred weapon of all time to champion for her world survivor, inspiring a legion of heroes to join her struggle against a merciless alien force. That doesn't look like Excalibur. Looks pretty good, though. Yeah, I'm in. I'm going to read uh, this one. It does violate the solicited miniseries you either usually run away from. Yeah. From a spec story point of Correct. view. Correct. But we did get the mech. Was that mech thing? Mech Cadet U? Yeah, they got optioned into a full-on series after starting as a mini. So you and who never was know with IDW. Day, from second one? I was. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm, in, I'm interested in this one. I definitely have a couple of these coming. Yeah. The lock and, key, lock and key pedigree alone is worth checking it out. There you go. Nothing All else right. For me. Okay, go ahead. Nothing else for me. All right, let's head on down to Image Comics. See what we got here. We got Beauty number 17. Yep, and yet another new story arc. Um, these are great. Uh, I love them. I, I wish they didn't take the t- trade break, but they don't go away as as long as some of the other guys do and they get back in it so 
Hurley and Han are um, awesome. Awesome. Now, are they continuing to each time there's a new story arc, they just kind of come at it from a completely different angle? So far, so good. They have, yeah. yeah. It's been uh, different people and living in the same world and, you know, kind of on the periphery of each other, like like an Astro City, kind of. You know, the, uh-huh. um, here here's the world, and we're going to check out different corners of it, and that's really cool. We got a late Walking Dead tribute from Manifest Destiny 32. And that is actually a super cool. I don't think I've seen that. Have you seen this cover? Yeah, it's the Michonne, right? The Michonne. That is awesome. Yeah, it should have been uh, doubled up on that one. Yeah. That should be coming. I should have that since I went all in. Outcast, book two, $40, 13 through 24. Nice hardcover there if you want that. A slightly delayed Black Magic number nine, uh, with a cover B from Cliff Chang, or uh, the Nicola Scott cover A. That's a tough choice. Um, Kyle says go cover A, but mm-hmm. Cliff Chang, it's fun B cover. I think that's what I would lean. I'm gonna lean that way. There you go. Um, did you check out that Hack slash Resurrection number one that you said you were going to? I was looking at it, but I have not read it, no. No, no. I did. I liked it. It was you, good. It was made it, me want like, to go back and say, oh, maybe I should read this first series. Do you think you need to have that knowledge? I, well, I don't have it, and I had fun reading it. Awesome. Not, not knowing anything about it. It was it was a good first issue. Very cool. Also, a really cool cover B on that series yeah. as well. Killer Be Killed concludes its third story arc. Ed Brubaker, Phillips, get it. Good stuff. Yeah. Anything else here in Image? Um, you're going to get a Lion Cat sh- t-shirt? I, uh, let's see what it looks like. Ah, I, I, yeah, I should. I like that. <laughs> Very cool. All right, let's head on down to Marvel and see what Marvel has for us today. Dark Hawk, is that another one of those one-shots? Yeah. Who's asking for that? Come on. (laughs) The penultimate Star Wars Jedi Republic makes Windu, number four. I, 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 I was interested in these, but I haven't even touched them. Yeah. Moon Knight 189, um, 188 had uh, a new villain, uh, the Sun God, was uh, pulled into that. Sun King. Sun King, whatever. And so uh, that's the first appearance there, so this will be the second appearance, because I think it's still heavy about him. Um, But get in there early, early on the ground floor, just in case. It looks like a cool villain. Absolutely. Not a lot. Not a lot that really piques my interest, unfortunately, today. A Venom versus Craven battle looks kind of fun. In Venom 158. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Drew, let's head into the back half. Let's see some of our smaller publishers. Let's see our booms, our black masks, our dynamites, our aftershocks. Well, we have Chasing Hitler from Red 5 Comics. I got by, this one. Yeah, my boy Jay Nitz. No, your boy Jay Nitz, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. And Haley Nitz, which could be his wife, could be his daughter. Don't know. Um, could be his sister, for that matter. Art by Jethro Morales. Um, as World War II draws to an end and the Allies surround Berlin, Adolf Hitler realizes that all is lost. Or is it? Two Allied servicemen are tasked with verifying Hitler's death. When they can't, the chase begins. I think I have a couple of these coming too. Um, Red 5 used to be a real prolific pr publisher. Doesn't do quite as much, but uh, nice to see them um, putting out some new output. Chasing Hitler by Eli Nitz for my daughter, Haley Nitz. Who's Eli Nitz? Oh, yeah. Not Jay Nitz? No, I don't know if that's maybe his real name. I was just, that's what mm. popped up when I go. Interesting. Haley Nitz is 16-year-old high school junior. It's all who you know, Kyle. The art's good, though, dude. Oh, she doing, no, she's writing. She's not no, doing. She's the talking art. about art. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in a Kickstarter right now, looking at stuff. Oh, and the Kickstarter for Chasing Hitler. Yeah. Oh, cool. Hmm. Okay. Sorry. So the, here's here's Heavy Vinyl, which I think I might have mentioned before. This was called Hi-Fi Fight Club for the first three issues. Yeah. And is now called Heavy Vinyl. Um, I think those hi-fi fight clubs would have the value if there is value to be had in a name change this is a boombox imprint so from boom studios and uh the fourth issue of a four issue miniseries and of course the um trade will be called heavy vinyl so the only ones with hi-fi fight club are uh the first three issues first print first three yeah yeah you're right probably the multiple the, the subsequent printings wouldn't have that either. Yep. John Wick number one. You've seen all the action in the TV show. Do you want to read it in comic form? Greg Is it a TV Pack show now? Or Sorry, not TV show. Movie. My voice went really high on that. <laughs> jo Greg, Greg Pack writing it with Giovanni mm. Valletti or Valletta on art. Here's Killbox Chicago, which I've forgotten about. A um, little, little delayed. Uh, so I'm going to have to remind myself what's going on. Probably like Killbox LA. <laughs> Pretty similar to the last volume, I would guess. But we'll see how it ends. Quarry War. Titan Comics. Max Al Allen Collins on writing. Uh, Simon Kudraski on art. Written by renowned comic writer and author of the Quarry Hard Case crime novels, Max Allen Collins. And illustrated by Simon Kreditsky. Oh, that's the Hard Case crime imprint from Titan? Yeah. Hmm. I wonder if I missed that. It doesn't sound like I have that on my poll, but maybe I do. I'll have to check. Yeah. Interesting. We don't, like, we don't really even get a solicit. There's nothing about this. Hmm. Curious. They well, piqued my interest just in the fact that now <laughs> I, I must know. Now you have to dig. 
for more information. Yeah. Uh, from our good friends over at Vault Comics, we have Reactor Number One, written by Donnie Cates, with art by Dylan Burnett. There's Weep, your average machine gun wielding teenager raised on an Earth overrun with vampires. There's Polly, who landed on Earth with the mission to kill every damn vampire there. And then there's King Luke's heavily fortified blood farm. You do the math. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, I don't know if I want any more vampire... Read any more vampire books, but that does sound interesting. We say that, but then we pick it up and we're like, yeah, man. Didn't he write Redneck about vampires? What's his deal? Mm-hmm. He's got a thing for him. Is Rick and Morty still hot? Does it still sell yes. out and go to multiple yes. printings? Yes. Are those are their fans crazy? Yes. And rabid? Yes. Should we be buying these just to squirrel away? Chipmunk yes, away. Probably. Do you? No. <laughs> okay. Well, we've we've shared our, our advice that we don't <laughs> take ourselves. If only. Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I tell you Man, what you gonna pick up this next week coming up? What is the one book to head into your local comic book shop on November 29th, the last Wednesday of the month, and make sure you pick up in this week. Make sure you flip through, make sure you pull, and you say, you know, I gotta have this. Man, uh, you're gonna cr- hit me with this crappy week. Mm-hmm. I hit you every week, so it shouldn't have really been a surprise. It should, it shouldn't be a surprise, right? I'm gonna go yeah. with that uh, Manifest Destiny 32 walking dead tribute variant it's super delayed uh did did anybody order it um is it going to be sought after because of the 19 uh tribute cover uh for michonne's first appearance um maybe um i would take a flyer on it and if you see him grab one i'm gonna say pick up batman annual number two with all this catwoman and bat craze that we had died down definitely uh but there may still be something in that so uh we we read before that like 15 percent of you know readers do not do the uh yeah the annuals and if there's something cool in this or it's something to be had um there may be a, a small surge with that so i've seen annuals gain in price a few times so perhaps this is uh nothing different of that and what is that book we just talked about that didn't have a solicit? Oh, the heart. What was that hard case crime? Yeah, yeah. Corey's War. Corey's War. H I J. I can't find anything. Corey. Q. Oh. With a Q. I don't know. Wasn't it Corey something? Yeah, Corey's War number one. Um, I'm going to seek out that first print, that cover A on that, just because. I don't know. I thought we've talked before about the hard case crimes in print, and uh, I think mostly good. They're mostly, mostly good. good, absolutely. Yeah. So those are the two I'm heading for, Brew. Yep. Uh, we hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving too. Did you? You said at the top of the the top of the podcast, but let me reiterate. Let me bring it home with that. Take her away, brother. No, that's all I had. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. If there is a item that we missed in this given week, something that you want to say, Kyle, Drew, this is the book that we should really be getting. Make sure you jump on that. Um, feel free to contact us on our Twitters, our Facebooks, uh, throw us a Gmail, any of that kind of thing. Just let us know. Or if you do not think it's worth picking up Batman Annual Number 
to or you think Drew's crazy for his obsession with the Walking Dead cover bees, uh, let us know. Be part of the podcast. And uh, once again, we appreciate you. We hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving and a wonderful Black Friday. So for Drew and for myself, see ya. Definitely crazy. Hey. <laughs>